everyone. Welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world to inspire, empower, and encourage women and young girls to dream without limitations. Today, I have the ultimate pleasure of speaking with Ms. Joanna Jimlewski, and she is a transformational coach and photographer. So I'm so excited to get to know so much more about her, hear how she is inspiring women and change around the world. So hi, Joanna. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being here, sharing your story with our audience and just being an, an inspiration and light to others. So I want to give you the chance to allow the audience to know a little bit more about you and what you do. Yes, I am a high performance coach for women. I mainly work with women entrepreneurs. And what we do is we work on them, helping them make more money, more impact and really finding more fulfillment in life. Um, ironically, I started out as an engineer, <laughs> so I always, My mom did too. <laughs> I, I always had that problem solving uh, capability and looking for new ways to innovate. And, mm -hmm. you know, people ask me all the time, how in the world did you go from engineering to coaching, high performance coaching? Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's actually really the same thing. The difference mm -hmm. is that we're applying it to the human mind. And right. so still looking to problem solve. We're still looking to optimize the mind, get it to perform at its peak and mm -hmm. just to uh, drive the results that we're going after. Um, oh my and, God, Joanna, I think, oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> and then uh, along the way, I also uh, just rediscovered my love for photography. I had taken a course in college and uh, it had been about, I think, 10 or 15 years since I had picked up a camera. And it was um, finally around the, the time where, where digital cameras uh, mm. started picking up. And I said, I'm, I'm going to buy one. I'm going to take this up for me. And what I rea didn't realize was how much of an impact that would have on me and on my clients, because mm -hmm. I discovered a photographer that was actually doing what I do with high performance coaching with her camera. And wow. I I learned as much as I could from her. And then I started applying the same concepts with my clients because what we don't realize is how we use our body mm -hmm. is how we affect our mind. And then from there, where our behaviors go, the results that we get, everything. And so by me actually posing people in front of my camera and helping them get beyond the fear of being seen, which so many women have, that's another rabbit hole we can go down. <laughs> of actually yes. Um, just getting their bodies into position, all of a sudden, these different emotions, these different thoughts started going through their bodies. And I realized what a powerful tool photography was. And so then I added that into the mix. So that's, that's what I do now. I don't do as much photography anymore. It's mainly the high performance coaching, but it all, all of it just keeps going back to the same thing, which is really how do we perform at our best? How do we reach those peak results that we know that we're capable of? I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm already going to love this conversation because my audience already knows that I am like a mindset junkie. I constantly like am working on my mindset, even though I feel like I'm in a great place. I feel like there's always ways to grow within yourself, within your mindset, because once you have built this like steel barrier around your mindset, I feel like, you know, it's an intangible concept. But yeah, once you've built this steel barrier where no one can literally like sway you from feeling your power, feeling your confidence, I feel like, oh my God, you can reach so many levels and so many different heights. So um, before we get into that, I want to know a little more about what made you change from engineering to what you're doing now? 
because I know engineering is a successful career. So what made you say, okay, I'm not, you know, this is not part of my journey anymore. I feel like I need to take a step to a new journey. What made you make that decision? So when I was working as an engineer, uh, there was a part of me that, of course, wanted more. It was that growth side that just, I, I know I'm here for a purpose. I know that I'm here to serve in some way. And mm -hmm. so I knew that part of that path would be to start a business and to run my own business. Mm -hmm. I went to a seminar. And it was all just, again, to reach that peak performance for myself to get over any blocks that I had. But what I didn't realize was I wasn't really there in order to work on my business. The mm -hmm. reason I was there was because I was overcoming my trauma and the rock bottom that I had hit at the time that I just wasn't acknowledging. And mm -hmm. I didn't realize how much of what I had been through the previous four years of undergoing two, two tragedies within my family. I lost my, my sister and my father almost within exactly a year of each other. Wow. And one was a crime and the other one was just a freak accident. And so both were mm -hmm. completely unexpected. But having that trauma, you know, especially right when I was starting out my career, I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't realize how it was showing up, how it was affecting mm -hmm. everything and how it was also affecting my confidence level. And mm -hmm. so when I was at the seminar, I really helped change the story. I helped let go of the trauma that I had been carrying for four years at that point. Mm -hmm. And when I left, it was like, I was a completely different person. People didn't even recognize me. They're like, Joanna, you, you're <laughs> like a neon light walking into the room. What in the world happened to you? Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I started thinking about it. I'm like, I feel like I just came home. This is the work that I need to do. More people need to know that there's a path out that they did not realize exists because no one ever tells you like once you've gone through any sort of trauma mm -hmm. that guess what you can actually heal and you can create life again for yourself right. you don't have to live with it it's always you know trying to work through it day by day and yeah to some extent there is that but there's also this possibility of hey i can actually work through this let it go but still use the story and maybe what happened to you in a way that serves you versus use you in mm -hmm. order to stay in that that pain so that one event is what was a tipping point for me i had no idea coaching existed before then and mm -hmm. from there i just kind of decided i said i'm i don't know how i'm going to do this but i'm going to put it out there and within a few years i had my nlp certification i had uh another coach training that i did i've done all of uh, tony robbins uh, uh leadership trainings so it just all started to kind of take its path. And the thing is, is the path is never complete mm -hmm. because it wasn't until five or six years later that I discovered the photography and then mm -hmm. it opened up a whole other layer. And so it's, you know, the one thing we need to remember is that there is no like once and done type of a, a path here is that right. it's always <laughs> evolving. It's like a layers of the onion that just keep going and, and at some, you know, we're always transitioning, we're always transforming, we're always reaching that next level. So, right. No, definitely. I totally agree because, like we talked about earlier, um, if the audience members, if you're listening in, um, me and Joanna, we talked about how, you know, our, my audience is very wide verse, um, women of all ages, just because our journeys never end or they, 
there's no age to when they can begin as well. And there's no limit on how many journeys you're going to have in life. So I'm a firm believer, a believer of that. And I just resonate so well with what you just said. Um, I love what you said about how, you know, we, we take these tragedies and we turn them into something great. We turn them into something that can help us help others. And I think especially with women, we go through these phases where we're holding up our image for society or because we're supposed to be so strong and we're supposed to not cry and be emotional. So it's like we try so hard to hide things from the world that we try to hide them from ourselves too. And inevitably it hurts us in return. So um, let's talk about how you said you, you women use their body for different purposes and different power. Yes. So anytime you want to start to take control of the thoughts is the first thing that it starts with is just having the awareness of what's going on. <clears throat> I was just telling the story this morning to a friend how I took a yoga class a couple of years ago and mm -hmm. it was a yin yoga class and the instructor started off with there are times when you are going to feel discomfort. Now here's the thing with discomfort. Discomfort does not mean stop. Discomfort right. means observe. Mm -hmm. And anytime you're going through that discomfort, or even if you're going through something well, uh, that's going well, you observe, observe the thought, observe what's going on. What are the words that are going inside your head? What are you mm -hmm. saying to yourself? What are you focusing on? How are you using your body? How are you standing? How are you breathing? Are you slumped? Are you standing tall? And observe all of those little things. And what we don't realize is that subconsciously, we have a strategy for all of this. So we mm -hmm. have a strategy for when we go into hopelessness. We have a strategy for when we go into confidence, when we mm -hmm. go into fear. And we can, when we learn what those strategies are, we can actually start to control them. So one example I can tell you of, of what I do in, in my photo sessions. So when I have a client come to me, many times these women have not been in front of the camera before. They always tell me the same thing. I'm not photogenic. I need to lose 20 pounds. They tell me everything that's not good enough about themselves. Right. And it's like, why do you feel that way about yourself? Exactly. And then they tell me, I, I start to ask them questions about what do you want to experience? How do you want your final photographs to look? And so I start to get those answers. But really what I know is I know that she wants to be seen. She wants to finally feel like I'm understood, I'm seen, mm -hmm. you know, people accept me for who I am, whatever mm -hmm. form that is. And the thing is, is that there, you know, there really is no standard of beauty. Every single right. one of us has our own unique beauty in some way. And so I'm mm -hmm. never trying to form, fit, make her fit into some sort of standard or form or anything. I'm always mm -hmm. working with what she wants to be with what she brings with me. Mm -hmm. And what I'm doing is I'm actually shifting her into different poses, into different positions. But the very first pose that I start out with, with every single client, is what I call the power pose. And mm -hmm. I tell her, stand with your feet hip width apart, take your hands, put them up on your waist, roll your shoulders back, lift your chin mm -hmm. up nice and tall, give me an exhale, push that chin forward, and all of a sudden, she feels all that confidence and all that, that power just flowing through her mm -hmm. body, all the way from her feet, all the way up to her shoulders and to her head. And mm -hmm. I immediately just put her into that confidence state without her even knowing. And so mm -hmm. I can ask you, when you are feeling like something is hopeless, how are you breathing? Is mm -hmm. it shallow? Is it deep? Are you moving your body quickly or slowly? 
Are you right. standing tall or are you slumped over? Chances are you're probably like this. You feel like everything is going against you. Everything's mm -hmm. probably moving slower. But now think about when you're excited about something, right? You're standing right. tall. You may even be jumping up and down. Everything is moving <laughs> faster. It's like boom, 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 right? Everything is just flowing mm -hmm. into place. Well, by actually starting with, again, being aware of the thoughts, knowing mm -hmm. what to say to yourself, moving your butt, shifting your body into the, the position that you want to be in for whatever state that is, whether it's love, mm -hmm. whether it's joy, gratitude, excitement, confidence and courage, whatever that is for you. Just knowing mm -hmm. how to get into those states. Another great way is to put on that one song that brings it out in you. That will mm -hmm. usually do it in two or three minutes. Like <laughs> and then before you know it, you're behaving differently, right? And so mm -hmm. that's how we start to get different results. And so you know, start to create that awareness in your body and feel mm -hmm. where the feeling is because it's not always in the same place. Some feelings are here in your heart, some are in your gut, right. some are in your head. So you mm -hmm. have to start to notice where they live. Right, most definitely. Everyone's different. So you have to study, essentially study yourself. You have to study yourself to know what you enjoy, what you like in this world and to essentially find self-love within yourself. Um, I love how you talked about that and how everyone's different. Everyone has their different views on everything, um, especially, you know, experiencing tragedy and coming out of it to bring positive positivity to it. A lot of that has to do with your mindset. And I want to talk a little bit more about how you were able to come and form a stronger mindset to build what you have now to be able to help others. Yeah. And, and I'm going to be honest, like I said at the beginning, this is not a once and done journey. I still right. get tested every single day. And the answer mm -hmm. does not lie in, I'm never going to feel this again. It's mm -hmm. when you do feel it, how quickly can you take back control or bounce back? And so mm -hmm. it's not about getting knocked down. It's about how fast you can get back up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's, I, one of the, the very first things that I really needed to do was look back at my successes in life, especially, mm -hmm. this is especially for women, how imposter syndrome shows up is mm -hmm. you never count the things that work well, but oh, right. when something does not work out, when you, when you are a failure at something, you don't <laughs> fail at something, you are a failure at something, right? This is what we tell uh -huh. ourselves. I mean, that's, that's when it starts to snowball in the completely wrong direction. And so it's mm -hmm. really taking inventory of your skills, your talents, your successes, and it doesn't matter how big they are. This is not about, you know, winning the Nobel prize. This is mm -hmm. about, I got my kid out of bed and dressed within five minutes today. Like, <laughs> that is a win, especially. Right. Now. No, and, it's the little things that counts because it's like, sometimes like I myself used to be like super results driven. Like, I mean, like if it didn't happen the way I expected it to happen, I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to fail. But then I didn't look at it as if like, wow, I really just accomplished that. And even though it's not like where I want to be yet, I really did make progress. I made a huge accomplishment, something that I wasn't able to do yesterday. And it's like, I think sometimes we're looking too much at the bigger picture rather than enjoying the journey and enjoying those small accomplishments along that journey to that bigger picture, to that bigger goal. Absolutely. And it comes down to, we all have, uh, we ha all have things that we value. There are emotional states mm -hmm. that we value. Uh, you can say that I value money or cars or anything, but not really. What you're valuing is what those money and cars and everything is going to get you, which is going right. to the emotional state. 
So when you can figure out what you value most in life, is it love? Is it peace? Is it adventure? You know, what your, your top value and mine could be completely different. And that's why we live completely different lives. If you value right. adventure and I value certainty, we're not going to be anywhere near <laughs> the same path in life, right? We're going right. to completely different. And there's no mm -hmm. right or wrong answer to what you value. Mm -hmm. But what you need to do is you need to know what your top values are. And then mm -hmm. the ones that you want to feel more often, you have to make those as easy as possible. Mm -hmm. And the ones that you're trying to avoid that you don't want to feel, make those as difficult as possible. Mm -hmm. Because what we do is we do the reverse. We make mm -hmm. the ones we want to feel difficult and the bad ones so easy that boom, it's like when one little thing happens first thing in the morning, my whole day is ruined, which is right. Right. Was like, how is it so easy day? to get you upset and down rather than to get you happy with things that you're accomplishing? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So that one of the, one of the things I work on with my clients is okay, let's make those bad ones like a NASA mm -hmm. style checklist that, okay, mm -hmm. the most ridiculous things have to happen in order for me, me to feel it. Now it doesn't mean that there aren't times for you to feel it. Right. So we're not making right. it completely impossible. We're just saying that, okay, mm -hmm. when is it appropriate for me to actually really take on these emotions and understand mm -hmm. that they're there to serve me because there's bad emotions are not bad. They're there no. for a reason. They're there to show, uh, they serve as a, a GPS essentially and to show mm -hmm. us, you know, hey, you're going down the wrong path or, or something's not right here. So mm -hmm. it's not a matter of it being right or wrong. But when we stay there and we live our life through those emotions that we're trying to avoid, that's, mm -hmm. that's a recipe for disaster. That's not where we want to be. So that's no, what definitely. we want to <laughs> Yeah, in the day-to-day, -day, we want to make those difficult and we want to make that peace, that love, that joy, that laughter, that playfulness. Those are the ones we want to feel. And so that's where mm -hmm. we need to make it easy. So I feel love today because I smiled at a stranger. I feel right. love today because I had a beautiful cup of tea that I just love, right? And just mm -hmm. having like those little moments for yourself and making it super easy. The more you do that, the easier life becomes. The easier life becomes, the more you start to challenge yourself and to start to put yourself out there in situations where you're where you have that discomfort mm -hmm. um, and again what are your rules for discomfort what is the meaning that you're giving it is it mm -hmm. oh no i have to stop because this is painful or is it okay <laughs> i just need to breathe through this and work my way through it slowly or right, maybe just definitely. dive right okay. in you know again depending on what your type, top value is no that most definitely i totally agree because it's like if we start our days out and then literally one thing throws us off for the entire day how are we going to be able to accomplish something to make us feel better if we're going to let this bad feeling hinder us for it throughout the entire day some people even the entire week <laughs> so it's like why let your bad emotions stop you from making progress yeah and I, and I tell my clients as well, I'm like, look, the, the problem is not the fact that you're feeling it, mm -hmm. but you need to put a time limit on it, yeah. especially if you have deadlines, because mm -hmm. deadlines do not allow for you to go on for the rest next month and to feel that. You need to say, okay, right. I'm going to give myself a day, or I'm going to give myself an hour, or I'm going to give myself 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. and I, you know, you cry it out, go into whatever mode you need to do. You feel it till it's fullest, and then you let it go. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So, That's the part people don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hard because it's like 
it's being upset at yourself or experiencing bad emotions is easy and it's like hard to sit here and say oh my god i'm so happy for myself just because you feel like your accomplishments aren't big enough but who's to say that you know the small accomplishments aren't leading to that bigger accomplishment so i think it's like we have to change our mind and change our perspective when we look at things and see it in a different way than what we're essentially um, expressing and uh, internalizing it as. So what would you say would be your most, let's see, impactful lesson that you've learned along your entrepreneurial journey so far? I would say it's really hit me this year and that is that your personality is not fixed. Mm -hmm. That. And, and I, the metaphor that I can use for it is your personality is like silly putty. It's not a plastic cup. It's like silly putty. You can transform it anytime and it's fluid. Mm -hmm. And it, as you go through life and you go through different experiences, your personality can change as well. Mm -hmm. When it doesn't, it's because there's some sort of resistance in you that you keep holding on to, which is what's keeping you stuck where you are. Mm -hmm. And a lot of a lot of also why you feel like your personality may be stuck is because of what has been imposed on you from others, whether it's mm -hmm. from childhood, um, right. parents, siblings, teachers, religious figures, whomever that was, they mm -hmm. indoctrinated you with a certain set of values, beliefs, mm -hmm. and an identity of who you need to be. Mm -hmm. Unless you reevaluate that identity every couple of years. Right you're going to be stuck where you're at and you are never going to reach the next level because your identity needs to evolve, evolve into who you need to be at that next level. Mm -hmm. And who you are now may be enough to start to reach there, but in order to actually get there and to sustain it, you are mm -hmm. going to have to then shift your values, shift your identity. And it doesn't mean a, it's not a bad thing. It mm -hmm. just means that like, as we go through life, we progress, we grow, we evolve. And it's having to look cons consistently at our beliefs and asking yourself, is this still true? Mm -hmm. Was this mine to believe in the first place? Mm -hmm. Where did it come from? Because many times, I'm going to say probably a good 75 to 80% of the time, it probably didn't come from you. Right. And you don't even realize it. Right. I always... Yeah, I always say you have the ability to make something true or to make it false. If someone sits here and tells you, oh, you're going to be a bank robber, you have the ability to make that true or not because that person is not literally holding puppet strings and making you go to rob a bank. You have to do that yourself, but it's up to you to take you know, that person's projection onto you and make it your reality. Absolutely. And it could work in a positive way as well. You know, mm -hmm. if you have a mentor or a boss that truly believes in you and they believe than you do in yourself, that can work mm -hmm. in a positive way. But eventually you're going to have to step into that identity of who they mm -hmm. see that you can be. Um, right. When you met, when we started the conversation and you mentioned, you know, your, your audience has transitioned into older women now. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I was just thinking, I'm like, what a beautiful time that we live in where this is happening because 20, 30, 40 years ago, that wouldn't have happened. You know, women right. told, were told that this is your role and mm -hmm. you don't need that role. You stay in that role. But now because of how life has evolved and changed, you know, whether it's through divorce, whether it's through just reaching that second or third stage of life where the kids are now mm -hmm. out of the house and you're right. yourself, 
it's okay now. And women didn't have mm -hmm. that permission before. So right. I think it's a really beautiful transformational time that we're living in right now where we have the opportunity to do that, but we have to give ourselves permission and we have to step into it and we have to do it consistently and regularly mm -hmm. where we're evaluating, is this still true? Because it could right. have been a year ago. It may have served you very well, but mm -hmm. where you're at now and where you're headed, that may no longer be the case. And that's right. what we have to shift. Right. Definitely thinking in the future tense, like I know my parents have always told me, you know, you need to surround yourself or spend more time with people that you see taking you to where you want to be in the future. Um, not necessarily the people who were in your past. It's not to say you can't, you know, talk to people or be friends with people, but the people that you spend majority of your time needs to be where you're going and not where you left. Absolutely. It's where you spend your time is, is who you become. So mm -hmm. most definitely. So if you had to say one thing to women and girls around the world to inspire them to just dream without limitations, what would it be? You know, I would say one of the first questions that uh, a mentor ever posed to me that was just like that aha moment that that question where it just hits you was mm -hmm. if money was no object what would you do mm -hmm. or if you knew you could not fail mm -hmm. what would you do what who would you be um and you know just thinking about that question it's like all of a sudden if i knew i couldn't fail it's like the skies just opened up and it was like Rah! Like, it, was like <laughs> it just got me thinking in a the angels are singing exactly exactly and it wasn't long after that that i actually ended up at the seminar um so it was it was a really great question that i feel like was really at the at the start of my personal journey and my self-growth and development and i i to this day i still think it's one of the most powerful questions that you that you can think about and you can answer because when you think about that then there is no limitation and you really can step into who you really are because you're not judging yourself, right? You can't fail. There's no judgment there. It's a, it's a totally safe space for you to dream and to play and to think about, you know, what's possible? What is it that I really want? And there's nothing there holding you back. And that's, it's a beautiful state to be in. Um, and yeah, start from there. I love it. I love it. And I um, bring it back to when you said, you know, you are, de you define yourself. And a lot of times when we're younger, we have someone define our life for us. But I think that's stepping into that space, asking yourself those questions, getting to know yourself, getting to um, define what you see as success, what you see as fulfillment within your life. I think that question will help so many women answer that, that for themselves. So thank you so much for that. I do want to give you the opportunity to allow the audience to know um, if they want to reach you for services, if they want to contact you or just follow your journey, how can they do that? Yep. So you can do it under my business name. It's soulscaping. So it's soulscaping.com. And it's also soulscaping on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Um, and also on my website, when you go there, there's a free training that I created, uh, seven power questions to help you overcome imposter syndrome. And that will actually get you started in that coaching journey. So I, not only do I give you the questions, but I also recorded a coaching audio meditation that you can listen to where it's me directly coaching you right through the process. 
It's mm -hmm. only five, six minutes long. So you can put that on your phone. You could use it right before you have a big meeting or something important, or just when you meet, feel like you need to step back into your confidence and you don't really like, you just need someone to guide you. So it's me being there directly right into your ears. And I'm just asking you the same questions that are written on in the PDF download and it will help you to step into that. So that's a free training on there. And I'm also on LinkedIn, so you can find me under my name or under Soulscaping. Love it, love it, love it. Well, we thank you so much, Joanna, for sharing your, your light, your power, and your inspiration with us today. We thank everyone once again for tuning in. This is Made to Dream, and I'm your host, Maisha Chanel. We'll see you next time.